The What Podcast is a horror and true crime podcast. We warn caution to children under the age of 13 due to the graphic nature of some of the topics discussed. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey guys, it's Andy. And Steph. I'm here. (laughs) Uh, Back with another episode of What. Today we're going to be talking about a 16th century femme fatale, sadomasochistic, demented, deranged, and... Honestly, incomplete story of the blood countess known as Elizabeth Bathory. That's a great way to start it. An incomplete story. It really is an incomplete story. I mean, because they don't really know what the fuck happened. I'm not talking about my notes. (laughs) Don't try and read me on my notes. (laughs) (laughs) I was. Basically, this is the story of a countess who participated in a lot of sadomasochism, murders, um, just was a really bad human and a lot of people say that Vlad the Impaler was the inspiration for Dracula but they also say that Elizabeth was a really big inspiration for it as well so she liked drinking that blood yeah so she was born in in the kingdom of Hungary August 7th 1560 to a very prominent family she was given a classic upbringing the best in education she knew a lot of languages she spoke hungarian slavic greek italian german um her family again prominent influential people of central europe had a very lavish upbringing but as a child she had something known as the falling sickness also known as epilepsy which included which people say the reason she was so obsessed with blood was a treatment for it was to rub the blood of an uninfected sufferer on their lips and try and ease them out of a seizure but I mean that's just speculation a lot of her, of her story is speculation yeah I was gonna um, say like how would you how would that even work yeah um, they thought giving her clean blood would work out the episode but the reason she had such a, a weak constitution and suffered from epileptic episodes and violent outbursts was because her parents were first cousins that was fun so she did see a lot of like Mentally, they don't, they don't think she was really all there to begin with. But no, teamed, inbreeding will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> teamed with the fact that her parents were also really like cruel, she saw them punish their servants a lot. She witnessed the brutal punishment of a gypsy being sewn into the stomach of a dying horse and was left there to die. Instead of having the reaction of a normal child and trying to step away from it, not be part of it, not look at it, she was oddly drawn into these oddities. The whole thing with nature versus nurture, huh? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it was believed that her family had a lot of witch witchery, witchcraftery, whatever you want to call it. Her uncle was a Satanist. Her aunt practiced sadomasochism. She wasn't repulsed by violent shows of I guess sacrifice mutilation human mutilation know. yeah it, it was it was nothing out of the ordinary for her she grew up watching a lot of atrocities handed down from her family to the workers themselves so she had very low opinion of them which would come to kind of be a backing as why she treated them so bad later on in life it is said by the age of 10, she was a very stunning young lady, and she soon found herself engaged to a 15-year-old count by the name of Fernick Nadasky. 
Um, as custom of the time, she found herself moving into their house where she undertook the est- estates of the neighboring, like... She was put in charge of that? At her uh, mother-in-law, yeah. Oh, she okay, was pr- okay. Um, Once she became engaged, it's customary of the time for her to go live with them. So she would start doing, like, stuff with mom and learn to take like establishment. a noble lady. Yeah, like oh, learning okay. from her mother-in-law. So it was, uh, rumor has it that she got pregnant shortly after that happened with one of the, like, peasant boys. And when Fernick found out about it, he was pissed. Um, she had a kid. They gave it away. Again, this is all speculation. Child was given to a family friend, and when he found out about the infidelity, he had the boy gutted and then thrown over the castle walls and fed to wild dogs. The dude that she cheated with. Yeah. Oh, when okay. he found out, he had that done. So huh, he wasn't very well off either. I wonder um, if his parents were first cousins. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> At the age of 14, Elizabeth and Fernick finally married in an extravagant affair with over... Four and a half thousand people in attendance. The party raged on for three days, and at the height of it, Fernick gifted Elizabeth with a castle called. Ch- no, forgive me, I'm not Hungarian, so I can't say this properly. Chitat. Uh. <laughs> Chits tits. No. Cheese tits. <laughs> tits. Oh no. Chat. Chitsta. Castle. Always talking about chits. <laughs> the castle was situated in Little Carpathians, now modern day Slovakia, and was surrounded by 17 neighboring villages. That's where she brought in all of her little peasant girls. That yeah, that's she where she made her handmaids, right? Yeah, it was where most of her most horrific crimes happened. The, he gifted her the castle, and it was surrounded by 17 neighboring villages, and that was obviously where she would eventually find herself pulling. For her, like, murder sprees. It was a bleak, dark, gothic castle surrounding villages, farmlands, and would later become the main location for her deranged and horrific crimes. After her marriage, the countess became the mistress of the Nadaski estate, so she took over taking care of the estate stuff that the ladies would do when you were a lady of the house. So did they stay in their... In their castle, in their, in, or did they stay at the other castle? They did both. Um, oh, okay. So she took over the Nadaski estate, but she had her own castle that he gifted her. The castle uh, Catch Tits, or I'm so <laughs> sorry, Katana. That, But she still had that. So they earned a reputation for being like really harsh masters. They handed down some cruel punishments. Um, she built on her own cruelty, but it's believed that Fernick had showed her other ways of punishing their servants. And over the years of marriage, they didn't really spend a lot of time together. He became the chief commander of the Hungarian troops and led them to war against the Ottomans, fighting and earning the name the Black Knight of Hungary because he was an absolute brute with his fighting skills and it terrified his enemies so much that even his allies were afraid of him. So she basically was left to her own devices as he was out. Just being a, a warrior man. Being a psychopath, Being too. a psychopath and teaching her other crazy <clears throat> ways of torturing people. But when he was home, they often found themselves bonding over their love of violence and torturing young servant girls under their care. Fernick taught his young wife innovative methods of torture, like rolling up pieces of oiled paper and placing it in between the toes of servant girls and then setting them on fire. It is claimed that he gave her a a clawed glove to scratch up faces of disobedient girls. It was said that she was 
horrible. There's there's no question that her husband introduced her to, you know, all these different manners and atrocities, but he wasn't alone in the evil influence. In 1601, a woman by the name of Anna Deravoila joined the household. Um, There's tons of speculation and rumors around this woman being that she was a witch, that she was Elizabeth's lesbian lover, but one thing is certain that once Anna came into the household, Elizabeth became a lot more sadistic and underwent a dramatic change in personality and deprivation. He taught his young wife torture where Anna taught her how to kill. The first few girls went by unnoticed as losing peasants was pretty commonplace and they were completely disposable at the time. And if any questions were raised by family members of the lost or deceased, they were quickly squelched by the huge power that the Bathory Nadaski clan held. So in all terms, uh, she was basically free to torture and kill to her heart's delight with no consequence. But as untouchable as she found herself of any consequences or repercussions of her acts, she was not above rumors and suspicion as she was frequently asking and looking for local pastors to come and perform last rites for servant girls who were there. You know, she was between estates. <clears throat> she would go to the Nadaski Castle and the Kajik catch tits or whatever the the gothic one she would move around she did eventually bear Fernick six children but in 1601 he got really sick and they weren't really sure what it was it was some sort of unknown sickness that led to a paralysis and shortly after that he started becoming really disabled he got really sick they didn't understand what was going on and eventually he did end up dying um, and when he did, he had asked his, um, Frenick had asked his friend Gairi Fazio to watch over his children and his wife, which is ironic because in the end, he's the one who actually brings up the accusations of her and, uh, and leads the investigation on all these murders that she causes. But, um, he does, Frenick does end up dying of this illness. And that just causes her to have this extreme downfall. She becomes even more deranged and sadistic. Being a mother and now in charge with uh, leadership of an expensive empire obviously probably caused her way more distress. And her torturous ways moved from a hobby to a full-time preoccupation. She had Anna there with her, but she also had a woman by the name of Iona Joe, Dorka, Catalina, and a disfigured teen by the name of Fisco. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you gotta put the fact that he's disfigured? It's uh, it's just the fact that well, the internet told me, so I have to tell you guys. Oh, he was a disfigured teen. They had a torture chamber that was basically running full time. If she was too sick or didn't feel well, she would have the girls call to her room. If she was too lazy to get out of bed, she'd or just have lazy, them come sick. up there. And yeah. She'd be like, I'm just gonna torture you here I'm bedside. Gonna, she would bite them, she would poke them, she would just do all these horrible things, and eventually when she made that torture chamber in the gothic castle, it was said that Anna and Dorka would try to outdo each other in their torturous methods. So Dorka was totally into it. Oh, they were really into it. Oh my god. They tried to outdo each other all the time. Um, all of them participated in in that torture chamber it was said that there was just blood on the floor constantly and that's why they think that the whole blood bath story came from because they were constantly having to wash the walls and the floors and everything was just flooded with blood because of how many girls. I thought she like literally got into a bathtub uh, though. That was just a story that came up after she died. 
but it's that they think that's where it stemmed from was from the trial of one of the girls that was unfortunately forced to have to clean up after them. Um, just there was blood everywhere. Was, Gross. Yeah. Um, so it went. It went from her being so overwhelmed, having to take care of all these estates after taking over them from her mother-in-law, and then eventually losing Fernick. She got super overwhelmed. Her like downtime saw stuff was to torture these girls. It became a full-time hobby. To try and avoid killing her staff, she had to start looking to surrounding villages, often found herself ridding bodies by throwing them over the castle walls for wolves to eat, and the progression of victims was minimal, and often simple mistake at work would cause any poor girl to get hurt. So it started off with her just killing a lot of like the village girls that were working for her. Simple things like missing a stitch in her dress would earn a girl to get um, needles. Cat clawed? Oh. No, needles in their fingers. Oh, under their fingernails? Yeah, she would often Gross. do that. So cringy. Yeah, and then if the girl ever complained or cried, she would have them taken to the torture room. Their clothes would be stripped off. They would be stabbed repeatedly in the arms, hands, and fingers, just everywhere with needles. And then she would tell them if it hurts the whore, pull it out, basically... She got off on fucking with their brains, too. And them obviously taking that as permission to pull it out. She would have um, whatever finger that the uh, nail was pulled out of, she would have that finger chopped off. So it was often said when people... Oh, so she's, like, playing mind games. Oh, yeah. hey, you pull it out. Yeah, if it hurts, pull it out. And then when they pull it out, she chopped that finger off. So it was often said that when people would go and visit, a lot of her staff would actually have missing fingers. Lucky were the servants that only went with missing fingers... She never bathed in blood, but testimonies from servants tell that the torture room floor would be completely covered and having to wash it away. So, again, that's where that thing came from. Yeah, she's sick from drinking all that blood. (laughs) Um, She would order the servants to bring a girl up to their quarters, and she would bite their face and shoulders. So is she biting them and actually drinking their blood? That part I'm not sure about. It just says that she would sit there and she'd just, like, cut them, bite them. Uh, lick at wounds, but I don't know if she would actually, like, suck the blood out. But, yeah. So, she, obviously, she would torture the the peasant girls that worked for her, but eventually she started getting angry because she was running out of staff. So, she started looking at the surrounding villages around her, and then again... She was pulling in noble girls, too, right? Yes. Once the suspicion, the rumors, everything started happening, parents started hiding their daughters, um, she was... Oh, the villagers are finally like, nah, it's okay, yeah, there's we'll some, just feed them. Something's going on, we're, we're, we got the girls, they don't need a job. She started, she got advice from uh, one of her girls, Anna Devoya, her main accomplice. Oh, She's the one oh. that told her because she was freaking out about money, they're still going through all this war, she's starting to slightly oh. run out of finances. She says, hey, let's start a uh, finishing school for noble girls. And, you know, we can get a tuition, and that'll kind of help with some money. Oh, so she wasn't doing it just to be, like... Uh, Originally. Okay, she's extorting these people. Yes, she was extorting Great. (laughs) So uh, she she started a finishing school for noble girls. Um, She would start doing that. And then when girls would start going missing or they wouldn't hear from their daughters... She, it was said once that parent went in looking for their daughter again. She's still torturing. She's still poking and cutting. And and her torture chamber never stopped slowing up, whether it was noble girls or peasant girls. But when families would come up and ask where their daughters were, there was this one um, story that she made up that 
one of the girls had gone crazy and started killing a lot of the other students. <laughs> she tried to blame it on yeah, one of them? Yeah, she tried to blame it on one of them. So she went crazy, she started killing them, and then committed suicide. But the parents were like, no, my daughter would never do this. This is, this is not right. So they're the ones that actually ended up going to um, the king at the time and appealing to him to please undertake an investigation. And he was friends with uh, the guy named Geisel or Gizo. I'm so sorry, I can't say the names right. Oh, who, like the again, gyro guy? Yeah, the guy who Fernick had asked to watch over them. So they began an investigation, and it was said that when they had first gone in to do an interview with witnesses, they went in the courtyard digging up pre-ready graves and they were asking like what the heck is going on and they're like oh well it's cholera but that's not that's not the case like she was killing people so so fast and at such a steady pace that they were the servants were like pre-digging graves yeah so they pointed that down so obviously something sketchy going on they they talked to the uh, a lot of the other girls and they realized yeah she's um Completely insane. She's insane. They talked to the girl about the blood and that there's blood everywhere. It wasn't hard to realize what was going on. They would see servants digging graves. They would talk to them about, you know, how they would have to go in there and clean up this place. How there was constantly screaming. There was the always... servants are starting to talk. To yeah, them. Oh, okay. they're talking to them. They're like, there's always screaming. People are missing all the time. Um, they say girls die of cholera or some unknown, unknown diseases. Sometimes they wouldn't have enough graves, so they would just throw the girls over the, the walls of the castle for animals to eat. Were they on, like, a cliff? or No, no, like... no. It was just a castle just sitting there, and they would just throw them over the thing, and animals would eat them. Um, so their investigation <laughs> starts. They are getting all these testimonies. 350 people testify against her again. All of these are people that worked with her or in the castle. Was she the only one who all was tried? Who, um, every, her, her main accomplices, so it was, technically she never went to trial. Who? Um, Elizabeth. Her family did not, because again. It wasn't in like an actual courthouse? It was. Oh, okay. But because she was from a noble family, her parents and her family fought for her to stay out of it. Um, they were like, let's just figure something out. We can, you know, we'll pay you. We'll whatever we can do to just keep it out of, um, the public eye to avoid family embarrassment. So she, she wasn't necessarily ever dealt with like the public thing, just the speculation and the rumors. The only people who were tried were, um, Iona Joe Dorka, uh, it, well, Anna yeah. died. So she, before we even got to the trials, Anna died in 1601 from a stroke. But and the um, trials were when? The, tr- the jury and the trials started in January of 1611. Oh, okay. Um, and they found Iona Joe Dorka and Fitzo to be guilty, so they were all killed. Iona and Dorka were actually tortured with the same methods that they tortured the other girls with, so it was said that pincers were used on them. Did they get the needles? The needles, their breasts were ripped, they were cut, they were strewn apart. Um, Whose job is that? That's not okay either. Yeah, no. (sighs) So, Iona and Dorka got that. Fitzo, because he wasn't as cruel, he was just beheaded and burned. Still got the death penalty, though. The the guy. The the disfigured teen. And then Catalina, she wasn't put to death because it was said that she often tried to help the girls by bringing them water and food. And even but she was still torturing she, them. She was 
an unwilling participant. She was given a life imprisonment. She avoided the death penalty. So Elizabeth herself was not put on trial because of her family standing, but she was shut in in Sejesti Castle, which was one of the family estate castles, uh, held in solitary confinement in a room whose windows were all walled up. She died at 54. When she died, it was 1614, and her servants were all sentenced to death. She After she had passed. No, 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 no. So the trials were in 1611. They were all killed. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then she was put in, walled up into the castle, and she died in 1614. Um, they All she had was a slit for water and food and air, and she lived there for like three and a half years, and then they found her dead. They don't know how she died. Do you think someone poisoned her? Probably. That would make the most sense, I yeah. think. I mean, it's kind of an easy cop-out for her. But, yeah, so that's that's where the whole incomplete story comes. Because a lot of it's speculation. Again, um, they accused her from anywhere up to 80 up to 650 murders. And the only reason they go up to 650 is because she did have one of the witnesses that was on trial had a booklet with... Uh, oh, so you did in, find the, the murder journal. Yes. Oh, um, okay. They During the trials, it was pulled up by one of the eyewitnesses that worked in the castle that Elizabeth had a journal in her own handwriting of 650 girls. But again, because of the way and how quickly she was killing girls and just kind of like burying them or throwing them or they just weren't complete, they couldn't really necessarily... For sure they found 80, but it's speculated up to 650. I, I can believe the 650. Yeah. She's she's crazy. <laughs> she seemed to be in a fit of rage quite often. Yeah. There you have it, guys. Elizabeth Bathory. She was crazy, man. Like, yeah, imagine on being, a daily basis. Imagine being the girl. Imagine just being a servant and hearing people scream all the time. Seeing no, your friends disappear. I, I, I think I'd be next. And then being like, hey, I need you to... You know that girl you had lunch with? Bring her up to my room. I need to bite her fucking shoulder and tits and stuff. Let me just suck her blood real quick. It'll be... Yeah. Or even the poor girls that had to go into the torture chamber. Like, imagine... Having to clean up. Yeah, I was gonna say, imagine having to clean up after all that. Like, you know it's not just blood, there's gonna be chunks. Seems like old Elizabeth was in a... She was super bad mood today. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, they'd have to clean up chunks and pick up, like, limbs Uh and stuff, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. That like gave me goosebumps. And then they'd have to, like... It's like, oh, we don't... Imagine doing... Imagine having to be put through the, the... That torture... Of cleaning them up, and then after that, it's like, oh, hey, we ran out of graves, so we're gonna need you to throw her over the wall. Like, there's wolves. Just just give her a little push; she'll go. It's breeding season, and we've been feeding them good, so they should they should clean. Breeding season! Oh my god! You know that's true, though. Like, they didn't have all that much. They probably had a lot of wolves around them if they were feeding them properly with dead girls. Yeah, I would be afraid. Maybe that's why nobody ever left the castle. You've got a bunch of crazy. Yeah. Blood. All right. So, so not only were you st- you were stuck with a monster inside and stuck with you know nature's monsters on the outside, you're oh fucked. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Those poor girls. <laughs> Could you imagine living in Could constant you ma- terror like that? Could you imagine being a kid and watching somebody get sewn up into a horse? No. A- and and no, and enjoying it on top of that, it's definitely not-, not. I'm gonna have to give a hard pass on that one (laughs) i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and don't forget to join us in two weeks for the next installment and also don't forget to leave us a five-star review on 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and any other podcast directories. It really helps us to move up in the charts and it helps us get to more people so they can join in on our conspiracies, our lore, and all our other spooky stories. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the What Podcast One, Instagram and Facebook at the What Podcast. And always try to remember life can be much more unnerving than story. And tell us, what have you seen?